the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom and welcome. It's a great day. Let's praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you. We praise you. We want to obey you. You've given us your commandments so that we can live a life of abundance. What a blessing. So, Lord, as we discuss the commandments once again, Lord, pour out your Spirit upon us, anoint us both as speaking and listening and and teaching and learning that we all would be one and and your word would pierce our hearts so that we truly could love you with all our heart, soul, and mind and love our neighbor as ourselves. So we bless you and thank you this day in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So, amen and amen. Last week we talked about some of the Ten Commandments. Uh, We only got through the first three, really. Uh, We find... The Ten Commandments in Exodus 21 through 17 and Deuteronomy 5, 4 through 21 will continue to concentrate on Exodus 20. So the first commandment as a review was Adonai is the Lord. Uh, We are just to know who he is. The first commandment is who he is and what he's done for us. He took us out of Egypt Um, which is representing the bondage and slavery of sin. And so the first commandment is all about knowing him. The rest uh, of the nine commandments have to do with the relationship between man and God and, and certainly the relationship between man and man, whether it's family or uh, man. And so uh, we also see that these commandments are also divided into thought, speech, and action. So we'll try and identify each one in that regard. Our second commandment is found in verses 3 to 6. And basically it's, you shall have no other gods before me. This deals with how we think, right? 
no graven images, no bowing down to anyone or anything but God. God is a jealous God. He, uh, If we don't put God first, the sin will be on our children to the third and fourth generation. And if you put God first in your life, God will show you loving kindness to thousands of generations. I think that's the better deal, right? <laughs> The third commandment is in Exodus 27. You shall not take the name of Adonai your God in vain, for Adonai will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. So taking his name in vain, we discussed last week, is not just profanity and cursing, but it's joking and being silly and superficial. But third of all, it's being hypocritical, being a believer claiming his name, but acting in a way that would disgrace him. And I believe that's taking his name in vain. Think about it, right? This is why Jewish people say the name of the of God um, by using Adonai instead of actually the name because they're afraid of breaking this commandment. This commandment has to do with our speech. So let's go to the fourth commandment. It also deals with our relationship with the Lord. You know, first one says he wants us to know him. Second, don't put anything before him. Third, he wants us not to take his name in vain. And fourth, we are to worship him with our time, our talents, and our treasures. And of course, that is Shabbat, the Sabbath Okay, so in chapter 20, verse 8 through 11, it says, remember Yom Shabbat to keep it holy. So remember, remember is a great word in Hebrew. It's Zachor. Doesn't, isn't, it even sounds good, right? Zachor. It means to remember or to recall. And this is such an important word in Judaism because it's all about remembering God and remembering what he's done for us. Secondly, in that verse, in verse 8, it says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. And holy is the word kadosh in Hebrew, which means to set apart for the sacred, or to separate. So we are to set apart this day from the other days, and that's part of what makes it holy. Verse 9, you are to work six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Shabbat to Adonai your God. In it you shall not do any work, not you nor your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, nor the outsider that is within your gates. And uh, this is a great verse for many, many reasons. Um, First of all, it tells us we're to work six days. <laughs> I know a lot of people only want to work four or five, but we're to work six. And the seventh day is to be our time with God, our Sabbath. Now, the word Sabbath refers to, uh, you know, the word Hebrew word Shabbat, and it means to stop or desist. And that's what we do on the Sabbath day. We stop. We stop everything that's normal in order to focus on God. No work by yourself or 
others within the community. You are responsible for others in your community that they're not working too. And one of the beautiful things about this is that Shabbat wasn't just made for the male or the prominent person. Shabbat was made for the females and even the animals. And so we see that God is showing right here when women were second-class citizens at this time, but God is already showing that he is saying we are equal, we are treating you the same, men and women. And then in verse 11, it says, For in six days Adonai made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Thus Adonai blessed Yom Shabbat, or the day of the Sabbath, and made it holy. So not only did he tell us to do it, but he did it to model it for us. Now, look. Some of us in the radio listening audience could be a little legalistic. So you're going to try and prove to me that Shabbat is on Saturday or Shabbat is on Sunday or Shabbat is whenever you think it is. But I believe you're missing the point. The point is that one day out of seven, we are to have a 24-hour time period where we celebrate, worship, give honor and glory to the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, our God. And that is the point. There are so many scriptures that give us insight into Shabbat. For instance, Leviticus 23. Remember, we covered Leviticus Leviticus 23. That tells us about the feast days or God's appointed times, the Moedim, God's appointed times. And the first holy day that it mentions in Leviticus 23, well, let's read it and see. In verse 1, then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, speak to B'nai Yisrael, the sons of Israel, and tell them, these are the appointed Moedim of Adonai, which are to proclaim to be holy convocations. It's my Moedim, my appointed times. So these are appointments that we have with God. And then it says in verse 3, work may be done for six days, but the seventh day is a Shabbat or a solemn rest or a holy convocation. You are to do no work. It is a Shabbat to Adonai in all your dwellings. And so God is telling us very clearly that Shabbat is an appointment every week. When we go to services, we are keeping our appointment with God. What wonderful thing, correct? Yes, yes. And uh, in the New Covenant, Mark 2.27, um, Yeshua said to them, Shabbat was made for man and not man for Shabbat. So the Son of Man is Lord even of Shabbat. Look, God knew and knows that worshiping him for us human beings (laughs) at least one day a week is healthy for us. It's healthy. It's it's what God does to release stress in our life, to, to just give us balance. We have to understand that Yeshua is the Lord of Shabbat, Yeshua. The name of God 
in, in, in his son is over everything in Shabbat. Now, Shabbat is an example of our trusting God. Shabbat is an example of our willingness to obey God. Shabbat's an example of things not being about ourselves, but of being, of being about our king. Shabbat is where God declared the essential humanity and dignity of women, slaves, strangers. They had the same rights, as I mentioned before, uh, to have a day of rest as the free Israeli man. This was radical. I believe that the verse that summarizes God's heart on Shabbat, you're going to be a little surprised, comes from the book of Isaiah. I hope you have your scriptures with you, but if you don't, Isaiah 58, 13. If you turn back your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call Shabbat a delight, the holy day of Adonai honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure, nor speaking your usual speech, then you will delight yourself in Adonai, and I will let you ride over the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your father Jacob, for the mouth of Adonai has spoken. You know, write it down, Isaiah fifty-eight, thirteen and 14. What a beautiful understanding of Shabbat. You know, if you look at it, and, and even in these two verses is a fair amount of repetition— Stop even doing your own pleasure on Shabbat, except call Shabbat your pleasure. So it's stop doing your own pleasures and figure out that when you follow God and and celebrate Shabbat, you have a new pleasure. And then it says, call Shabbat a delight. See Shabbat as a day to honor God. Don't go your own way. Don't seek your own pleasure. Don't even speak your usual speech. Does God know something about you and I? Is there something wrong with our usual speech? I guess so. God wants us to speak in a way that glorifies him. Now, I'm sure he'd prefer that we do that seven days a week, 24-7. But at the very least, when we're focusing on God, don't let distractions come in and steal what God wants to give us. Let our speech be seasoned with salt and therefore edifying the body, right? And then you will delight yourself in Adonai. See, you can say you delight yourself in Adonai, but if you don't do these various things on Shabbat, God's not receiving it as delighting yourself in Adonai. God will do the following for you. He'll let you ride over the heights of the earth, which I believe is another way of saying we're going to be victorious He'll feed you with the heritage of your father, Jacob, which means all about families and and, and the fact that our children and their children's children, as we celebrate Shabbat, uh, we will honor our family, our parents, and, and our kids will honor us. And then finally, it says, God has spoken it. Can God have been much stronger about the Sabbath? Now, obviously, this is meant for you and I, 
But how will this affect our children? I'll tell you, our children will truly understand the importance of Shabbat in your life since Shabbat for our family starts Friday evening and goes to Saturday evening. Let me tell you how in our family, when my daughter Sarah was going to high school, we compromised, but we didn't compromise on the importance of Shabbat, but we realized that we had to do some compromise. I think it's important to hear this because, again, we cannot be legalistic. So my daughter loved sports. She was on varsity basketball and varsity volleyball and actually went to two state championships with uh, Bayshore Christian. Um, And so what happened was her, her practices and her games were mostly on Friday night. Well, hey, we have services Friday night. So what did the deal we worked out is that at the end of the game, the coach or whoever was driving my daughter let her off in her uniform in at our synagogue. And I don't care if there was five minutes left to the service or she just went out with friends afterwards or it was 30 minutes left to the services. She understood that this was important to us in in a sense now important to her. And so that's how we figured out how to still keep Shabbat important and give her a life within the world. And we knew that it would only last a couple years, two or three years. So, and, and she came to services also on Saturday, which was the continuation of Shabbat. Okay? So that was how we worked it out. Everybody has to figure it out for themselves. It's between really you and God. Now, what do we do at Shabbat? This is a beautiful tradition at dinner time on Friday night. First, we light the candles. Now, as a Messianic Jew, we change the traditional prayers, as it doesn't really work with Scripture, to a beautiful scriptural prayer. The women of the house light the candles and say the following blessing. Baruch And what it means is, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us by his word, has given us Yeshua, our Messiah, and has commanded us to be a light to the world. Then the man of the household blesses God for the fruit of the vine. And as he holds either the grape juice or the wine, uh, either one, he leads the family in the blessing as he sings, Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Borei Amen. Which means, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. Now, as a Messianic Jew, who can, we can talk about this representing joy in Scripture, or we can talk about it representing Messiah's blood that was shed for us. Then we go from there to blessing God for the bread that we're about to eat. 
And it goes like this. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolom, hamotzi lechem min aretz. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. And here we can talk about Messiah being the bread of life. We can talk about this bread representing Messiah's body. So in a sense, each Friday night for the family, it can be like receiving communion. You have the wine and you have the bread. Though this is not thought of this way in most Jewish homes, but when you're Messianic, you realize that the traditions that we uh, have done throughout the years have great biblical meaning if you put them in a messianic context. <laughs> One tradition, when carried out, has a wonderful meaning and wonderful results, and that is the blessing from the head of the household to all the others in the family. God is a God of order, and our country and world culture has confused the order and the blessings that come from it. The man who is head of the household first goes to his wife, lays hands on her, and blesses her. Then he goes to each of the children and blesses each one of them. See, you don't have to teach about God's order. Uh, You just model it. You don't have to teach about God's love. You just model it. You don't have to teach about respect. You just model it. And just as our Father in heaven protects us and loves us and blesses us, our earthly Father models what he has seen from his heavenly Father. This teaches everyone about his relationship and what our relationship should be to our heavenly father too then we sing some songs and this evening is a family time um it, it it you know no tv no phones no distractions get it <laughs> then uh some people choose to go to services friday night others stay home make it a family night come to services on saturday now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to tell you a little bit about our Saturday and, and what that looks like. But you know what? I am probably going to have to wait till next week and finish Shabbat next week because this is a glorious subject, which I believe all believers should be involved with. Shabbat is a wonderful time, and it should be a tradition in your home, even if you decide that Shabbat... um, should be on Saturday, beginning Saturday night. Whatever you do, know that this will be a wonderful... So come back next week. I'm going to tell you about what we do the rest of the time. And also, I'm working on a Haggadah for Shabbat. Yes, uh, I guess you figured that, right? Today, we've talked about the Fourth Commandment. We continue it next week. It's all about our relationship with God. And and so we'll, next week we'll continue. If you would like the prayer booklet for praying for our government and for Israel, um, just let me know and, and we'll email it to you. If anything you'd like to know about our, our synagogue or, or, um, or if you'd want me to teach certain things, just 
Email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or you can call Karen at 813-831-5673. If you'd like to include a gift, that would really bless us. We certainly could appreciate it. We certainly could use it to help us stay on the radio. You can also go to heartofmessiah.org website and hit the donate button. If you have um, missed the program, go to the um, website, hardtomessiah.org, catch up with past programs. And finally, um, look, I believe our programs uh, are, are meant to give the army of believers ammunition to fight a spiritual battle at the spiritual level where we can see the most good. Join with me each week as the body of believers gets larger, stronger, and more effective in defeating the enemy as we grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.